The summer of 2019 is rapidly drawing to a close, and in just a few days, the Indian River School District will open the 2019-2020 school year. Teachers are returning to work, and nearly 11,000 district students will soon fill the classrooms and hallways of our schools. Coming up, we'll provide parents with information they'll need for the upcoming school year. Then, we'll talk to three gifted teachers about their expectations for the new year and why they chose to enter the teaching profession. I'm Dave Mall, and this is the IRSD Spotlight. The 2019-2020 school year begins on Tuesday, September 3rd for students in grades K through 12. The first day for preschool will be Monday, September 9th, with the exception of the Howard T. Ennis preschool program, which follows the regular K-12 calendar. Here's some important information for parents and community members as we begin the new school year. The Indian River School District is implementing new daily starting and ending times for its schools for 2019-2020. For most district schools, the school day is being shortened by only a few minutes. However, more significant changes will be implemented at Georgetown Elementary School, North Georgetown Elementary School, and Sussex Central High School to allow for the implementation of a new three-tiered busing system. The new schedule is necessary to accommodate a shortage of school buses and drivers. The three-tiered system will allow certain buses to serve Sussex Central High School, North Georgetown Elementary School, and Georgetown Elementary School all on the same day. The adjustments to the school starting and ending times will give drivers time to pick up and drop off students at each school on a daily basis. The new times for each school are available on the district website at irsd.net. Open houses will be held at all district schools in late August and early September. A full schedule is available on the district website and Facebook page. Open houses will allow students and parents to meet teachers and staff, view class lists, and tour school buildings. Please note that a number of schools will host multiple sessions over several days with each session catering to a different grade level. Parents can consult the schedule for dates and times. District kindergarten registration is now being conducted year-round. Even if your child is not scheduled to begin kindergarten until 2020, parents can register at any time during the 2019-2020 school year. Children must turn five years old on or before August 31, 2020 to be eligible for kindergarten for the 2020-2021 school year. Parents can register their child by presenting an original birth certificate, proof of immunization, proof of residency, and the required district registration forms to the child's home school. A district registration packet is available on the Indian River School District website. Parents should contact their child's school to learn more about the registration process. Parents, please note that the district has restructured kindergarten services for 2019-2020 and that the Georgetown Kindergarten Center has been disbanded. Kindergarten students living in the North Georgetown attendance area will now attend kindergarten at North Georgetown Elementary School. Students living in the Georgetown Elementary attendance area will attend kindergarten at Georgetown Elementary School. Housing kindergarten students at North Georgetown Elementary will free up classroom space at the Georgetown Complex 
to accommodate enrollment growth at Georgetown Middle School. In addition, the district has established an early learning center at the GW Carver building in Frankfurt. The center will house the TOTS and Project Village preschool programs for three and four-year-olds. Preschool services for four-year-old students that were previously housed at John M. Clayton, Lord Baltimore, East Millsboro, Philip C. Shaw, and Long Neck Elementary Schools will now be hosted at the Early Learning Center. Preschool services at the Howard T. Ennis School, Georgetown Elementary School, and North Georgetown Elementary School will remain in those buildings. The goals of the Indian River Early Learning Program are to provide a healthy start for all children so that they may become healthy physically, emotionally, and behaviorally. To provide high quality early childhood programs run by certified professionals. To implement an aligned and effective early learning system from birth through the third grade. And to develop and sustain policies, programs, and partnerships that generate continued improvement in addressing the developmental needs of all children. For more information about early childhood services, visit irsd.net or contact Audrey Carey at 302-732-3800, option 8. Indian River School District bus contractors are in need of bus drivers and bus aides for the 2019-2020 school year. The district and its contractors will assist interested drivers in receiving training to obtain the necessary driver's license and endorsements. Bus driver applicants will be subject to pre-employment drug testing and criminal background and child protection registry checks. Interested applicants should contact Harold Walters in the IRSD Transportation Office at 302-436-1000, extension 1114. Information is also available on the district website at irsd.net. The Indian River School District is in need of long-term substitute teachers for the 2019-2020 school year. Anyone interested should contact the District Personnel Office at 302-436-1000. Pay rates for long-term substitutes are as follows. Class A substitutes holding a college degree and education will be paid $165 per day while Class B substitutes holding a college degree in a field other than education will be paid $132 per day. Teaching certification is preferred and a bachelor's degree is required. Interested candidates can apply online at irsd.net. And finally, please note that registration for new students will be closed from August 27th through September 4th while staff prepare for the opening of school. Registration will reopen on September 5th. For the second part of this episode, we wanted to find out why some of our gifted educators chose the teaching profession. I've always found these stories to be fascinating, so I asked three district teachers about their careers in education. The first question was simple. Why did you become a teacher? Dara Calloway is a second grade teacher at East Millsboro Elementary School. This will be her fifth year in the Indian River School District and her 11th year overall as a teacher. She was a District Teacher of the Year finalist in 2018-2019. So why did she become a teacher? 
Oh my goodness, that's such a loaded question because the first thing that you want to say is, you know, I got into education to make a difference and I absolutely did. But if I go back to high school, um, I took a job at a local boys and girls club and it was there that I really learned that mentors and teachers are really so much more than just academically focused. They're really focused on helping the whole child. And when I worked there, I learned that there were so many different factors that really impact and influence um, a children or a child's growth. Um, you know, just not just financial, but community-based, family-based, um, all these different factors. And I learned there that the teacher is another factor that can be so important and influential in a child's life. And I just thought, wow, that's just, that would be so cool to do something like that, to be involved with kids and not just their academic success, but their success as a whole child. Getting in there and becoming a mentor and working with those kids and just seeing how like the consistency of them seeing you every day, like you provided a form of stability that some of them didn't have. And I just took it as a job at first. You know, I thought it would be something fun. I could do sports with the kids. I was, since I was big into film, I was, um, I actually led their drama program for a couple of years. And I thought, you know, it'll just be a job and it'll be something fun. But then it just became so much more than that. And I just learned that, you know, kids looking up to you and seeing you as that role model and you being able to make that impact for me was such a greater reward than going into film or doing something like that. Georgetown Middle School's sixth grade teacher, Krista Ferbig, has been a teacher for 19 years, the last eight in the Indian River School District. She was previously a fifth grade teacher at Long Neck Elementary School before making the jump to middle school. In 2016, she received the Presidential Award for Excellence in Math and Science Teaching. Why did she become a teacher? The actual truth to it is in fourth grade. Um, I had this amazing teacher, Mrs. Anzell, and I loved her to death. But um, she used to give us a lot of work, and I used to look at her sitting behind her desk, and I thought, she's not doing any work. I want to be on the other side of the desk. Um, after 19 years of teaching, I realized that she was probably doing a tremendous amount of work on the other side of that desk. Um, so I that first experience, I guess, with, I didn't really, you think you want to be a teacher, but until you get in that classroom and try it for the first time, you don't really know you want to be a teacher. So it was during my college experience when I first stepped foot into that classroom and started teaching those first lessons. That's when it kind of solidified the fact that that's definitely what I needed to be doing. Michael Williams is entering his third year as a music teacher at John M. Clayton Elementary School. During his time at the school, he has staged some of the finest student concerts you'll see in the Indian River School District. Prior to becoming a teacher, he spent three years as a paraprofessional at the Howard T. Ennis School for students with moderate to severe disabilities. So why did Mike become a teacher? Oh my goodness, um, passion for music. And um, when my son was born, he was born, he was diagnosed with Down syndrome. And my sister was young and gift gifted. And it gave me more time with my family. And it was just, a, it was a cluster of different things that um, that sort of like brought me to this point because I actually wanted to just be a recording artist and a, um, a recording engineer um, since what 1995 <laughs> but it took me years developing to come to this point then I said you know what I think teaching is like my calling and, um, and that's what brought me into teaching. Working with kids with special needs was one of the triggers 
that um, helped me um, see. Matter of fact, it was others. It was fellow teachers, um, educators, and administrators who sort of like stumbled upon come or what came across my path and said, Mr. Williams, have you thought about teaching? And um, start taking some classes, and I made that decision. Our second question was, was there ever a time in your life where you thought about doing something other than teaching? Well, when I was growing up, I was really obsessed with cameras, like taking pictures. I thought I was going to be a photographer, and then I was really big into film. Like my siblings and I would record movies, and I would be like the little you know, film producer. And so I really thought that I wanted to do something in that realm or be like a news anchor and um, like talk publicly. But um, once I took that job with the Boys and Girls Club and I just, I fell in love with the kids. I fell in love with making a difference. It was super rewarding. And I just kind of knew that that was the direction that I wanted to go in. And then I never really looked back. Yes, yeah, so actually, um, 11 years I taught in elementary school in New Jersey. Um, and then I moved to Delaware, and at first I had a little difficulty um, kind of breaking into the school system, so I started selling houses. So I spent six years outside of teaching, and it was during a great um, economic time, and I was making a lot of money, but I wasn't extremely fulfilled with what I was doing. So even though I was making great money, I still wasn't very passionate about what I was doing. So after a few years, I started to realize what I really needed to do was follow my passion and go back into the classroom. Did you really miss it in the time that you were gone? Would you, you say know, that's accurate? I have to tell you at first, having an hour-long lunch, being able to use the restroom whenever I wanted, there are some little things that were kind of appealing to me. So I had a little honeymoon stage for about a year where I thought, oh, this is great. Um, and then I just truly missed it. I started volunteering back in my son's school at Long Neck because I just needed to be back in, in education, back with the children. Oh, my goodness, yes. Um, um, it's funny. Um, I had a professor named Karen Brown. When I graduated from East Elizabeth City State University, she yeah. said, you need to just take a few more classes, courses, and you can become a teacher. Not even a year later, <laughs> I was an assistant teacher with, um, in a special needs program. And, and then on and off, because I did ministry too, and I've been, I traveled a little bit. I've done a lot of outreach. When different cities I would land in, I would end up taking an assistant mm -hmm. teaching job. And uh, here I am. It, it was funny. It's real funny. How when, you, when you say recording artist, singer, is that what you are? Yeah, well, I'm a saxophonist. I'm a singer. Um, I produce music. I've engineered uh, quite a few CD projects um, because that was what my major was in. Um, um, music industry studies with a concentration of recording, engineering, and technology. And I also, you know, did a lot of writing and singing and um, um, and producing even in the church, in the church realm, um, in some jazz and even in some classical. But um, <laughs> but that, that was my passion. Matter of fact, when I moved to the Eastern Shore, I was a the recording engineer at Carruthers Hall at Salisbury University. Yeah, today close. Yeah. Yes. So what aspect of teaching do these educators find the most rewarding? I feel like first and foremost, the relationships that you get to build with your students are so 
rewarding. I feel like that is the best thing about teaching is that you can develop relationships that could become lifelong where your students will return to you. They'll remember things that you said to them. They'll remember things that they learned from you. And just that relationship is like amazing. Um, And then just seeing, you know, I'm a special ed teacher. So, you know, like some of my students make growth, but it may not be the growth that other students make but even seeing that that level of growth in a child from the beginning to the end of the year um, you know like a child that was nonverbal at the beginning of the year but is now starting to speak and can actually you know make eye contact with another child and start to hold a conversation or enter a center to play with them just even small things like that um, are super rewarding because you just see that growth And then like having them come back, because now this is my, I think I said it was my 11th year of teaching, having them come back years later, um, like I even had a child from the Boys and Girls Club come back to me and say to me, oh my goodness, like because of you, you know, I started to take writing classes because you said that my writing was amazing. And so just having these people come back to you years after and tell you about the difference that, you know, you made in their lives. It's just, there's no greater feeling in the world. Um, the challenges. So I, the acad- academically, cha- students who, are, who have challenges academically that I can really do my, my puzzle solving on, trying to figure out how I can best help them, and then behavior challenges. So I, I absolutely love having students who are having difficulties, whatever they might be, trying to figure out how I can help them, and looking for resources and doing research and trying new things to help them to be the best person they can be. The, the end result that, that, you know, that we work for on every one of those challenges is those aha moments when they put it together academically or they put it together behaviorally and everything just clicks and you can kind of take a, like the fruit of my labor. I can see, oh, hey, look, we've really, we've really done something here. Mike Williams readily admits he wasn't a fan of education in his younger years, perhaps because he knew from an early age that his personal gifts lie in creating music and not becoming a mathematician, scientist, or English professor. John M. Clayton Elementary School has allowed him to find an outlet for his musical creativity. The the, the greatest aspect is when a kid has that aha moment, or when a kid that was very shy, like a kid that in his IEP, they say they will not speak. But it's, at the end of the year, you hear this same kid open their mouth or sing, come to the mic and sing a solo. Or a kid, a, a tear come out of their eye because the song touched them that was presented to them. When they see the love and they, 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 ex, they, they learn something. Or a kid that was pretty sort of like antisocial, join the group and to to create a great concert with everybody else you know what i'm saying and it's so many i got i got a list of them and i get chilled right matter of fact i'm getting chills now thinking of it because and that's that's my drive thank god for the um indian river school district which they allowed me to be innovative and and said creativity is what we need in education which I didn't think that's the reason I didn't want to teach from the beginning because I didn't think a person like me was welcome and my passion is to make education fun for kids 
And finally, what are these teachers most looking forward to in the 2019-2020 school year? I feel like I'm big on new experiences and I'm big on, you know, like once I feel like I've not necessarily mastered something, but once I feel like super confident, I want to change it all up and then do something different because I don't ever want to stay comfortable and I want to continue learning. So, and that's, you know, a big reason why I made the change to second grade. So I feel like just this new experience for me, like I've, I've redone my whole classroom because I'm changing it up. I've started to dig into the curriculum and learn a lot about, you know, well, what do second graders learn? What are the standards like? Um, that new experience for me just kind of refreshes me and, you know, just gets me ready. And I feel like a first year teacher all over again, but I really enjoy Some people don't like that feeling, but like I, love that feeling so um you know not staying in the same place for too long keeping my knowledge fresh and new is really getting me excited i'm super excited to find new ways to incorporate technology into the classroom because you know in kindergarten it was something that was more limited or like introductory and like in second grade they've had a few years so um, like I'm already digging into the technology in my classroom and figuring out, well, how can I use the smart TV? How can I use the Chromebooks that I have? Um, and so that really excites me. And then I know district wide, we have learning focused and that is a framework for good teaching and it's kind of coming back into play. And I'm really excited because I'm actually building my classroom around that framework um, and making sure that I have all those elements to make it a super successful year for my kids. So I think just just that big change for me is really like getting me energized and like rejuvenated for the year. Yep. So I just um, I just got had the opportunity to meet with my new team. So my sixth grade math team. And we started talking about some um, new things we wanted to try this year. Um, you know, we have the same curriculum that we've had for a few years, but every year we try, I believe in the growth mindset, so every year we try to do something to improve ourselves. So we just had this great, um, passionate, like math geeky moment where we all sat around and we just got very excited about what we wanted to try this year to help our students become more co collaborative in their work, have better conversations, um, do higher level thinking, and it really just reignited me. So it's great. I'm looking forward to working with my team. I'm looking forward to building that community with my students, getting them all to know each other, and just building a great um, environment for learning in my classroom. I am looking for growth within myself. It's a self, this is a selfish year for me because um, I want to be the best teacher that I can be because um, the kids cannot develop if I don't develop. We live in a very, how can I say it, changing society. We're changing in technology. Watch this, we're changing into our moral beliefs. And if we don't grow as individuals and, and adapt, how will we expect our kids to? I wanna be better. And I think if I become better, I'll, my kids will be better. I want to thank Dara, Krista, and Mike for taking the time to share their stories with our listeners. And I want to wish each of them a safe and rewarding school year. Next time on the IRSD Spotlight, we take a look back at one of the most contentious and some might say traumatic events ever to impact public education in the state of Delaware. Districts 
uh, were consolidated by state law. It combined five small districts. All of those, of course, had local control before that, and they all were forced to come together. The, the consolidation of the, the five smaller districts into one could have been a disaster. There were a lot of students that were upset that they had to leave the school they'd been in for so many years. It was hard. I mean, it was contentious, and there was lots of table talk around lots of, you know, fa- around families about why in the world are they doing this to us. Yeah. Today, I even think about it when we go through some of the things we're talking about. wonder what it would be like today if we had Georgetown High School, Millsboro High School, John and Clayton High School, you know, those. Just, just goes through my mind every once in a while. We celebrate the district's 50th birthday by taking a look back at school consolidation and the events that led to the formation of the modern Indian River School District in 1969. You won't want to miss this special episode coming in early September. IRSD Spotlight is produced by the Indian River School District. Episodes can be accessed through iTunes or by visiting irsd.net and going to the podcast link under the Discover IRSD tab. It is also available through several mobile podcast apps by searching IRSD. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with more great news and information from the Indian River School District. Until then, remember that Indian River truly is a model of excellence.